Station Park Media. Welcome back to Entertain Her. I'm Sarah Sanderson. Erica Cedeno. And I'm Kira Cahill. Yeah! We got our producer as our co-host today because Erin is out of the country on an amazing trip that we will be very excited to hear all about when she gets back. But we're so excited for Kira's debut here on Entertain Her. She's been behind the scenes almost the entire show, I believe. So she's, you know, the brains behind a lot of the magic that you hear coming out of this show. (laughs) She has been the one editing and listening to our voices for hours. So thank you very much, Kira, and welcome to Entertain Her. How do you feel? I'm a little nervous. I'm used to, you know... (laughs) Being muted and nice and hidden in the back. You're going to be great. Nervous sweat, but that's okay. (laughs) You are going to be great. Okay. And then because Aaron, who usually leads our interviews is out of the country, we have Erica taking the lead today. I'm excited. And she has an amazing guest. I'm excited for everyone to listen to learn from and grow your business with Erica. I'm so excited about our guest today because she is not only my friend that feels like family at this point, but she's a business branding whiz, literally. She has launched and developed hundreds of brands in a variety of industries, ranging from fashion to real estate, technology, and entertainment. She has worked with companies like Nordstrom, Revolve, Anthropology, the Ritz-Carlton, Bravo, My Brands, even us at Entertain Her. The list goes on. Janice. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, ladies. <laughs> I'm so excited Hi. to be here. I like to prep for this. Let me tell you, I like binged four episodes Ooh. this morning at the Ooh. like at the gym. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Yes, thanks for the downloads. But also, I should say, Janice has been behind the scenes of Entertain Her as well. Mm-hmm. Any of the artwork that you have seen, even our our what would you call that? Our poster was logo. Janice. Your our logo. Is Janice before we even launched Janice was listening to us do, um, like practice podcasts. She's helped us launch entertain her. So thank you, Janice, for all of your work that you've done. We are always like singing your praises. We love Janice. She's Mm -hmm. great. So we're really excited to have you on today. Yes. Yes. So I want to go back a little bit. I know you spent like 12 plus years working alongside entrepreneurs. You are the founder of innovative domain. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do, what you offer, and how you got started? Yeah, definitely. Um, So I'll do TV guide version of getting started. I got a degree in graphic design, which 20 years ago, my parents were like, you're going to be an artist on Third Street? Like, (laughs) not 100% sure what that is or what that means, Um, but I was just enthralled with the advertising space. Like I really wanted to do campaigns and um, like who wouldn't want to see their publication in magazines. So I was really Mm. drawn to that world. Um, I got my degree in design and then ended up working at a tech startup in their design department. And then a couple of advertising agencies working on behalf of um, different brands. And it was a a whole, it was a whole different reality. (laughs) Um, It wasn't what it was as glamorized as I thought it was going to be. 
which I feel like is a lot of professions, you know, you go in with an idea mm. and you come out the other end feeling a different way. Um, but with the relationships I made in the agencies, they had friends who were entrepreneurs and starting their own businesses. And they're like, Hey, you know what? So-and-so needs a logo or they need, um, some branding or design help. And I was like, Oh, I'd love that. So I would take these like little side meetings to learn about people's brands and what they're creating. And that process was like magic. It was hearing their story and wanting to put like, make their mark in the world. And yeah, you guys all know starting your own business is really hard. So the fact that they were excited and they were putting it all out there, like it was, there was an inspiring factor to it all. And mm -hmm. It was just, you were so close to the person creating it and making the decisions as opposed to like at an agency or a little bit separate. Um, so that's how I kind of segued into doing my own thing. And then I didn't think it was enough to have a graphic design background. So I went back to school and me and Aaron actually have the same alma mater. We went to um, Annenberg, the school of communications at USC. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, if I, if I, have a design background and I'm paired with like this communication background, I can stand on my own two feet as opposed mm -hmm. to feeling the need to put my dues in at another agency. Um, so I ended up working with a gal who launched apparel, apparel lines. So start to finish, um, she would help you develop your line and get it to market. And that's actually how I met Erica through like, Is this through Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Yeah. Yes. So Janice and I were introduced, what, 2012 or 13? I think so. Is that a long time ago? 10 years. And we were relaunching body language sportswear. We were getting out of Brazil. We were moving it from Brazil to the US. And Jacqueline introduced me to Janice and we hit it off and have been besties ever since as far as the branding goes and businesses, because you've done so much for me and you've helped mm -hmm. me so much. I literally take a vision or an idea and I just ask Janice for help. And she, she's like the one that is basically able to open it up like a flower for me. I feel like you've done so much and I'm so grateful for you, but yeah, we met, she helped me relaunch body language. I think the best part of everything is that everything's rooted, even if it's a product brand or um, like, even if it's an experience or a personal brand, it's still personal. Like, Nike still has a personality. There's still something that resonates on a human level. Mm. And I think that aspect has always been kind of where I've been drawn to because it's the storytelling. It's what really kind of connects us on a human level to why we buy what we buy. Like, and I think we could all pause and be like, okay, if the brands that I bought were people, I'd probably be friends with them. Like I'd hang, I'd want to hang out with a Lululemon girl. I'd want to hang out with, you know, the Air One people. You know, it just depends. Like, there's a persona to it where mm -hmm. I think I'm fascinated by that aspect because it kind of links us as people. And I think that's special and super unique. So I know um, a little bit from listening to people launch their brands. It's really big on the what, what is your why, right? As mm -hmm. to why people resonate with, um, why they want this brand versus the other or feeling like you said, 
like you kind of know them, their personality. So is that kind of like, what are the steps of someone who wants to launch a brand or relaunch a brand? Would like, what would be the first thing you'd have them look at? Well, I think, so I have this worksheet that I have kind of everybody that I onboard do, and it's um, an icky guy. So it's basically, if you could imagine four circles overlapping each other and it's what you fill it out where it's what you're good at, what you do well, what you can get paid for and what the world needs. So you find that sweet spot in the middle and that's like where the magic happens. So it's kind of trying to find that space. Like, so it's going through a little bit of exercises and like asking questions and absolutely Sarah, to your point, um, like finding out the why and what's the driving force for everything, because, you know, entrepreneurship's hard. It's not as glamorous as like everybody makes it out to, to be. It's, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of, um, like thoughtfulness and going through all these processes and learning a lot of things along the way. Mm-hmm. What do you think are the key elements that you would advise somebody when starting a brand? Ooh. So the biggest one is clarity. And I think it's, it's easy to want to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I, we, we fall, I mean, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, me and Erica have the same thing where it's like, oh, we could do all these things. Let's do all the things. Um, but clarity and focus is probably the, the two primaries. So even though I, why I think it's great where you can see like where the brand can go or a bigger vision, it's, kind of honing in that focus and being like, okay, well, what can we focus on to like make the next step strong? Like let's make the foundation really strong. So as the brand grows and as we expand, it has a really strong place that it started from. Mm. So clarity Mm. would be huge. Um, Everybody likes to go straight into like the graphics of like, oh, let's do a logo. And it's like, well, what do you want it to stand for? What's the, Mm. what's the messaging behind it? What's the purpose? You know, why did you choose that color palette? Why? And I like to make it super personal to the people who are creating it because I don't, you, you get a different vibe when somebody talks about their company and they've done that work of, you know, that reflection on how they want to breathe their personality, whether it's at the forefront or it's in the background into that brand. I do want to give a shout out, Kira, you do have a brand. Do you want to tell a little bit about Ooh, it? Oh, oh, Ooh. okay. Yeah, no, I, I have a company I'm, I'm, and we're looking to do a rebrand. So oh. <laughs> hey, we're in the process wow. of, of rebranding. <laughs> Let's introduce you to Janice. Have you met Janice? <laughs> Hello. Nice to meet Let's you. work on that rebrand right now. Yeah. Let's just hash it out. Oh, um, that's a good idea. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, why it's real time. Let's do yeah. that. My, my we, we didn't plan this. I swear. I swear. No. No. <laughs> they had no I idea that it. I'm rebranding. This has just been our, our internal conversations for a while, but it is a fully sustainable gifting company. And so that's actually part of the rebrand is we were a sustainable subscription box. And so for us, we just have been listening to customer feedback for the last two years and people really wanted one-time boxes. They wanted to be able to find products that better fit their individual needs. And so, you know, what suits a 21 year old college guy is not going to be the same as a 
single mom. And so we wanted to kind of customize it and make it that, but yeah, it's hundred percent sustainable. We are 100% plastic free. We, our name is bold box. If anyone oh, is curious, I love me you. alliteration. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Bold <laughs> box. And it was be bold, be better, be you. And then we try and figure out what is sustainable for your lifestyle. And that's, that's it. So now we have like 14 capsule boxes and then you can customize them. And then a full general store of, you know, fun things like refillable dish soap and beauty products, but that's it. Wow. I, I, I haven't talked that. about Well, thank you. I haven't talked about it that much because I've been nervous about this rebrand. And so I've kind of, you know, taken a step back just while we discuss. So that's us. But I think yeah. it's so cool that you went through the process of you, like you've launched it already and then you found where you could tweak it and make it better because mm. you're yeah. problem solving now, you know? So now you're bringing yeah. a product to market that's going to solve a problem, which I think is mm-hmm. huge. I think that's a big thing too, is a brand that's based in solution finding. Like that's mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, thank you. Oh, wait, can't wait to see the box and the products. I'm like, oh yeah, thank you. Yeah. Our boxes are beautiful. They, we had a um, we had an artist in LA do a bunch of custom drawings for us, each kind of based off of what the feel of that box is. So, you know, our personal care box is very different than like our dude box, which you could give to any of the men in your life. So yeah, but little female founded small company. That's but- a big deal. <laughs> like there is, like, I think we were listening to some statistic, me and Erica, that there's like over a trillion dollars are brought in by female business owners in LA. And that's like, that's something. We're hustling. I was just, just going to bring that up. Actually, if you guys have not been to a create and cultivate uh, conference, by the way, Janice and I went the best. I'm so inspired. I feel like I got so many tips and tricks. And that's what the fa- like a founders of a lot of brands were saying is they became successful after they heard their customers talk. So after they got feedback and notes from the customers, that's when they kind of retooled mm-hmm. uh, their brand and success obviously happens after that because you're serving your customers, right? Yeah. Um, wasn't that so inspiring, Janice, that conference? No, agreed. No, it's just, there's something okay. special about being in a space with women who are like go-getters and they just want to learn things and do things. And there's just, oh, it's like, it's like a bathroom in the bar, you know, where like all the women get together and they're like, (laughs) carry each other on. And like, I love this. I love what you're doing. It's just that, but business-wise it's on a whole different level. Um, Kira, I feel like we were on an episode of Shark Tank just now when you were pitching that. And I was like, oh, (laughs) but it it did make ready. (laughs) It did make, I know you always need to have your elevator pitch ready, like script, um, products, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it did make me think like Janice, have anyone that you've worked with, have they gone the Shark Tank route? Mm-hmm. I had a couple that didn't make it like actually to the filming stage, but they were in like the vetting stage. So they had to like do like the screen tests and stuff, but they never really passed it. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. It's always having product and like the elevator pitch ready and like the numbers they had where they fell short was usually in the finance department because they were so busy producing products that by the time they we're ready to pitch and get investors, their financials weren't there completely. So they were asking for like this crazy denomination and they couldn't 
justify what, why they were asking for that percentage of that company. Yeah. That makes I love numbers. I'm obsessed. I'm in like, so good. Um, so people listening, if they have an idea for a brand, um, would they be reaching out to you or should they be starting and then reaching out to you to rebrand kind of what Kira is doing or like, how does someone find you and what are you going to help them with exactly? So I have, um, I have a website called launch my brand today. Um, it, there's a little worksheet that you can, you can opt to do it on your own where you can, you know, get your feet wet and started in like the thought process of everything kind of like priming, like getting your brain ready for it. Um, or you can do a free 30 minute consultation call where it's like, I have all these ideas. I have these things and kind of, I don't know where Mm -hmm. to start, or I don't know, you know, where I should begin. And that's always kind of a nice place to have somebody to bounce ideas off of because organically there's things that happen in a conversation where you you, you may not pick up on it when you're talking about it, but somebody listening is like, do you realize that you said sustainable products seven times, like just organically. So there's something there. There's always those little like hints and nudges, which I think are really nice. And I mean, it's, you can tell how excited somebody is like when they're ready to start a brand or they're excited about this business idea that is un like you're not able to duplicate it if it's just like worksheets. So I would say like the combo, I maybe do a little work solo and then do, you know, a 30 minute consult that's free and just get your idea out there. Even speaking about like the brand or the business that you're interested in starting um, will help kind of open that door and like get the ball rolling. Mm. I feel like too, if you've been thinking about it for a long time, because a lot of people, we talked about career pivots on the podcast and it's always the thing of like, do I really do it? A lot of people are in a different career, like a corporate career, but they have had an idea for a long time on the back burner. When is the right time to possibly look into launching your own brand? I love on your website that you have um, the quote, you are meant to share your story. Mm-hmm. I love that so much because that resonates with me. I feel like there is a story inside everybody. How do you go about it? You are the person that can help those people. How do you manage a career pivot or an idea uh, with starting your own brand? Well, the short answer is the timing will never be right. Like you'll always find it, like a reason why something doesn't work or you're like, I need more research. I need more comparison. I need to like pull up every person who's in the industry and like compare what I'm wanting to do to like what they're doing. Um, and we all like, it's, it's normal, you know, it's like, it's there. I'm going to, I'm going to do it in the name of research. Um, I feel like timing will, timing will never be perfect because it'll always feel like you could put more effort or more time into something. I would say making baby steps, turn into really big strides at the end of the day. So even if it feels like, oh, I, I haven't, I've neglected this brand I wanted to do, but getting started and putting aside like 10, 15 minutes a day, what does that equate to after a week, after a month, and then really sitting down and listing out goals that like they're short-term goals and long-term goals. Like it seems kind of simple, but if you follow the trajectory, of it, it they become big things. It's like fitness. I feel like I always like make the 
like I equate it to fitness where it's like, yeah, you can look at all these things online, you know what to do, you know, you know, eating healthy and finding that sweet spot of exercise and doing all the right things, like, like doing the research on new brands and, um, putting down what it is that you want to share and moving in that direction, it will help you get there. How fast do you want to get there? You can hire, you know, a brand, I could work with you and we can do this faster. It's like a personal trainer. It's like, you're accountable to somebody now, you know, give me your information. You are, you're going to have homework. We're going to talk about it. Um, so it's just a matter. I think it's just a matter of getting started. I think so many times we all live inside our, our own heads and talk ourselves out of doing things. Um, that if, if you really want to give it a go, I feel like, why not? There's, there's space for everybody. And even though it might be a space that is quote unquote saturated, there's room for everybody's uniqueness and personal story and personal spin on it, personal touch. What you just said reminded me of um, the trainer who we had on Kevin talking about working out. It's a good reminder. Cause listen, I, I haven't taken his advice, but I was like, I was saying, I don't have time to work out. He goes, how much time did you spend scrolling Instagram? You know, you could just take that 30 minutes and have worked out. And then I also did a book. My friend Alicia Oxy wrote, um, a couple of years ago, I'd been wanting to write a children's book forever, like a decade. And, and her, um, I think it's called life lessons. Um, it was 30 minutes a day. You just, for that month, for 30 minutes a day, you just do something towards whatever it was. And mine that month was writing a children's book. And in a month and a half, I wrote a children's book, just 30 minutes a day. So what you're saying, it's very true. It's like, if you can just find that little window of time to just keep moving that needle forward, obviously you can spend a lot more time if you have it, but even just that minimum amount of time can help to get something accomplished. What you're saying saying is great. It's um, it's funny because I feel like the diagram that you laid out for us of the four circles could be applied to so many different things. Like Sarah, I feel like it could work for acting like your own personal brand. It could work for a lot of things. That's a, that's a beautiful diagram. Also, if you want to see some of Janice's work, check out our entertain her website. I remember when we got that launched, Scotty at APM was very impressed. He's like, who did your website? And I said, Janice (laughs) (laughs) is very good. You're really good. I wish I had some other brands. You will. It's like your book. Does it need a website? (laughs) Yes, I do need to do that. Yeah, there you go. Sarah, you know what you should do? I feel you should do a mommy and me program. You should launch a mommy and me program because she's so good at throwing events. She's a new mom and she's an amazing mom. And I feel like an amazing hostess. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Telling you. You have a brand. You don't just don't know it yet. Oh, I'm still learning. I can't. I'm like a new mom of six months. I'm like, let me launch a mom and me group. They're like, who's this? <laughs> anyway, but thank no, you. No, it's events, throwing events. Throwing that's, events. I that's like what that. you do for your, thank you know, you. your, yeah. Um, no, I've learned so much from Janice. Janice, I feel like you, so obviously we all know that I have like a lot of different ideas and brands. To me, Janice is like my superpower. Everyone's like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, oh, Janice, Janice does it. (laughs) Janice is the behind all of my brands. Like she's Janice is the wizard of Oz. I mean, the wizard behind the curtain. (laughs) She's behind everything. And then I have a lot of 
new ideas. And I always call Janice. I'm like, should I do this? Do you think, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And by the way, I have a question. If I have a bad idea, would you tell me? (laughs) Oh, I would, because it would be, it's, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong and I don't want to step on my toes saying, (laughs) but I feel like if it were a bad idea, there'd be resistance towards it. Like you're like, even if you're on the fence where you're like, I don't know if this, is it a bad idea? Is it a good idea? If it's a good idea and it's something that really like resonates with your soul, you're going to run with it. So it doesn't matter what I say or not. You're like, no, but it's a great idea. Let me tell you why. Wait, Erica, that means you've never had a bad idea. If you guys haven't crossed this bridge. Well, I mean, I, I've thrown a lot at her re as of recent, like literally within the last two weeks. And they fade away, by the way, the ones that aren't very, to Sarah's point, they like fade away. So I don't necessarily have to be like, "Mm, is there resistance there? It just kind of, she like stops talking about it and then moves (laughs) on towards something else. So there's like, there's that. (laughs) I feel like I'm a kid in a candy store and Janice is like, "Mm, are you sure about, are you sure you want that candy? Are you sure? (laughs) I mean, I love, I love how creative Erica is and how many balls you juggle. It's crazy. I'm in awe of it. Um, So Janice, thank you for sharing Janice with us. Jeez. Um, yes. but you have been amazing. I know we've been trying to get you on the podcast for a while. I'm so glad that it finally worked out mm-hmm. and thank you so much for all that you've done for entertain her. Uh, we appreciate it so much. And, um, thank you, Erica, for sharing Janice with us. <laughs> of course. Of course. Amazing. Yeah. And yes. where can everyone find you? Oh, you can find me. So on Insta, I'm at Innovative Domain. And then you can find on the website, the best place is uh, launchmybrandtoday.com. Great. Okay. So anyone listening, you got an idea out there, you're always wanting to maybe try out. You have a free 30-minute consultation with Janice. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So check those out. Thank you so much. And we are now going to get into the wind down. Ooh, I did that solo. <laughs> it was nice. Well, you know, you know, my Wi-Fi is always a little slow, so I wasn't going to go there. I mean, your mouth didn't even move. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe <laughs> I wasn't know if I was allowed to like jump in. I'm like, I'm going to wind oh, down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Janice is doing it. Okay. We'll do it again. Okay. We're going to get into the wind down. See, it so just doesn't work on zoom. Okay. It Janice, really we're going to talk to you about rebranding our, the wind down, uh, <laughs> segment. we will be calling you. I feel like um, you guys need to get Zulai to do it. I'm just saying we've gotten just her, her to do it a few times. Just a her. Few like, times. That's going to be her. Oh, just her. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I like that. Oh, okay. Okay. I like that. Um, Kira, this is your first wind down. Do you want to go first? Oh gosh. I would love to. Um, I don't even know really where to start other than I just got back from my bachelorette trip in Nashville and God bless all of you for being so patient with me as I went slightly MIA, put on You didn't even boots. say anything. Like, like we saw it on Instagram and Aaron goes, I think we should stop texting her. I think she's on her bachelorette. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to be unprofessional at unprofessional. Tonk. <laughs> <laughs> but Nashville is a wild place. I have never seen anything like it. That Broadway street. Have you guys been? No, that's on my bucket list though. 
I would wow. like to go. It was such a great place for a girl's trip. And Broadway is this really beautiful historic street where each building has about four stories. And on each story is the best musician you've ever heard. And so you walk in and you're like, wow, this is amazing. It was overwhelming sensory overload, but just really, really a good time. I did a lot of dancing and came on back to California where I feel like we need to somehow build a Broadway street and everybody would love it and probably be better off for it. That was it. That was my love it. I would clink glasses. I just don't have any, but cheers to your wine down and your bachelorette. We're, that's very awesome. Yes. Very Nashville is on my buck list as well. Erica, we got to go. We got to go. Mm-hmm, um, I, like I was saying, uh, actually, I didn't say this is a different conversation. My brain, uh, <laughs> mom brain. Um, so last night, Doug and I actually went out to dinner without Isabella. It was a first, uh, she's almost wow. seven months. So that's insane. People listening are probably like, what's wrong with you? We don't have um, hired help at night. So that's the issue. Um, We used to have a night nurse in the beginning, but she came in later just for bedtime. So that's why. um, And then Isabella doesn't take bottles, as you guys have heard throughout the months. So my mom figured out she can drink some milk out of the bare sippy cup. So she did that, but she did not go to bed. So she went to bed late last night. I felt really bad about that. Uh, So we slept in, but we went to this new restaurant called Funk. And it's in Beverly Hills and it's the same, uh, chef from Felix and, uh, what's that other one? Mother Wolf. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's amazing Italian food. And we went with Doug's friends who knew like everybody there, including that chef who was there. So we didn't even order anything. They just kept bringing like a little bit of, of every course. It was amazing. And then, um, Doug's friends kept saying, okay, we'll take two of those pizzas. We'll take that to go wrap that up. And I'm thinking like, wow, they must um, have some people at home or something. The end of the meal, they hand us the six bags of food and they're just like, here you guys go. And we went, what? And they're like, you have a baby. And I was like, my mom. And so I text my mom. I'm like, please say you didn't eat yet because you're going to be really excited. So we brought all this food home. So it was uh, an amazing night out and um, I got to drink a little champagne, which Mm. was nice. So it was, it took seven months, but we did it right. You know, Mm. mom and dad night out, which I was excited about. And Doug was like, this isn't my life, man. I don't want to be excited about that. And I said, Hey, live in the moment. (laughs) That's very exciting. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, that is a great milestone. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Proper date night. Are you kidding? I know. I mean it's a double date, but yes, yeah, you know. Yeah. I feel like Matt and I haven't gotten a date night in such a long time because we what? don't I know because our nanny's very pregnant right now. She's like nine months pregnant. So we don't oh. we don't have a sitter. Um, but that's okay. Guess what Aviana did yesterday? She what? was on snails. Set. Snails. No, oh. no, no. Gosh. I immediately no. went to snails too. I was like, it has to be snails. <laughs> We've surpassed the snails. Although, well, is I the dog happening soon? No, the dog is not happening, but she was on set for the oh. first time. Oh. She booked a little job yesterday. It was so exciting. Why is this oh. the first we're hearing of this? That's amazing. I told you guys that they got represented, right? Yeah. Yes. Her- Okay. So they got represented by Zuri, which Zuri is an amazing agency here in LA. If you guys are looking for a place for your child, that's one that's 
definitely one to submit to. Um, I've been wanting them to be with Zuri since like they were babies, but they're very difficult to get into. So when they finally, I said, I shared this before, right? The Eliella shoe is kind of what mm-hmm. got them yeah. in the door. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Jackson's been auditioning a lot of zoom things and Aviana just booked, uh, a little print job. So she was on set for two hours, which was adorable. She was on set with another little girl. I think they were kind of playing sisters and this girl, let me tell you, she's like a trained actor already because compared to Aviana and her, I was like, Oh, we have a lot of work to do with Avi. (laughs) Oh no. She was just, I mean, listen, it was her first job. Right. So of course it's understandable, but they, they did, they, you know, when they do your hair, you have to kind of like leave your hair. Don't touch it. She kept like touching it. Yeah. She okay. Kept, oh, Aviana, I, go into, I go into the bathroom and I fix my hair. So don't worry about that. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an actor thing. I mean, sometimes they do your hair and you're like, I don't like it, but you don't say, I don't have the guts to say it to them. So I just go fix it. I'm sure they're like, she touched her hair. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Oh, they know. Cause they set you yeah. up exactly. Like they even wanted her right arm down and to play with the toy with her left arm. Like it, it was very, yeah, I was very robotic, wow. but, um, you know, I think what, <laughs> this is kind of, kind of funny, actually at the end, I was like, Aviana, did you hear when they were telling you to do this and this? And then if you play with the toy and, uh, maybe smile or don't talk so much. And she goes, but I don't want to look like a doll. <laughs> well, that's what gets you You're the like, job. That's what <laughs> that's they what want they you want. to look like. <laughs> Barbie <Okay>. is a doll. <laughs> Yeah, did she was have actually, fun? Oh, sorry. Um, I think she did. Listen, I just think it's good for discipline for kids and for a nice little savings too for yeah. for college or whatever. Um, and it gets them to know. Like Jackson asks for a million things, and I'm like, you need to work for it. You need to know what it means to work and save money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the reason behind it for me. And I want cute pictures of them when they're kids. I used to work for this uh, company that it was like all the inflatable pools and, and you know, the lounges in the pool and they'd always yeah. have you and a kid. So I've worked with a ton of kids that would come in for, um, for that. And as long as they weren't crying, they'll be back. The kids that were like crying and didn't want to be there and throwing tantrums, they would say like, we're never booking that kid again. Cause that kid doesn't want to be doing this. Like their parents are mm-hmm. forcing them to, but as long as she was having a good time and not crying, like she'll be back. Well, congrats, Abby. Thanks. Um, all right. Well, this has been a great episode. It's definitely, you know, a little different. We got a new co-host for the day. Aaron's not here. Um, And I think that it went very well. I might be biased, but you know, I think that the episode (laughs) was great and we got such good advice from Janice and hopefully we've inspired somebody out there to look into starting their career and launching their career. She had so many great uh, insights and advice. And I think um, we should call her about rebranding ourselves, maybe get a little more advice on that. And Kira might be calling her too. So that'll be exciting. As your producer, let's call her. <laughs> let's call her. Yes. Um, yeah, well, definitely. Well, this has been an episode of Entertain Her. I'm Sarah Sanderson. Erica Cedeno. Kira Cahill. 
Yes. And please leave us a review. Leave us um, five stars. Hopefully, if you have any advice or anything you want to help with the rebranding, you can send us a DM on Instagram. Um, We do have a YouTube page that you can also follow. And we um, are just excited to have you still be tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week.